Hello and welcome to Pick Up Your Bible with Cynthia Palomani. Today we're introducing you to something different, our testimony series. In these occasional episodes, Cynthia will interview and share the stories of different people and their faith journey with Jesus Christ. Let's listen in. First Corinthians 1, verses 4 through 9. I give thanks to my God always for you, because the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, and all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you're not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. If I had to pick two people who are the biggest influences on my life, the ones I've known closely and watched walk through fire with no other hope than the truth and the power of the Word of God, it would be my parents, my mom Sarah and my dad, Paul. My dad was raised in what's called the Marthoma faith tradition in India, while my mom was raised in a nominal Orthodox family. Her grandmother, being a believer, had a big influence on her life. But I saw my grandmother reading Bible most of her life. Like whenever she's awake, she was reading Bible. Even when we used to get up early morning to study for our exams, we would see her reading Bible. When we are leaving to school, she's reading Bible. When we are coming from school, she's reading Bible. But none of that made much difference in our faith. I didn't know Christ until I was 51 years old. You heard that right, 51 years old. It would be another 25 years before she found Jesus and had an opportunity to have a relationship with him like her grandmother. My mom and dad met and got married in Canada and then moved back to India before the course of their life was changed forever by four Christian women of God who came to their front door to share the gospel. One Tuesday around noontime, four believer ladies came to my door and uh, rang the bell and when I went there and asked who were you they said they came to speak to me about some gospel and I was surprised and I asked them why are you here me being a Christian to tell me about gospel why don't you go and spread the gospel to people who don't know Christ I thought I was because I was born and brought up the Christian family, I thought, I'm fine. I didn't know any better at the time. They asked me if they could pray for me, and I said, sure. They prayed and they left. Isn't that the case with many people? They believe that they're followers of Christ because they were born into a Christian family, saying the prayers and doing all the Christian traditions, but all along they have no personal relationship with Christ? But God continued to work on my mom's heart. It sounds like the faith and message of these four women reminded my mom of her grandmother's faith. She knew she wanted to hear more. 
something started to work in me and after two days I asked my husband if I could go to a Pentecostal church whereas I didn't know any churches there and my husband wasn't too keen on that so he kind of laughed at me and then by Saturday I told him I really want to go to a Pentecostal church you get somebody to take me which he did and I strongly believe that it was the Holy Spirit which did that in me because you know those four ladies they were trying to tell me about Jesus Christ and although I denied that the Holy Spirit didn't he picked up on that and worked into me and my husband asked one of his friends to take me to a church and he did Sunday morning he came and he took me to a church and I went there and I sat at the back with them and when there was a, an altar call I went to the front uh, without knowing why I went or anything I just walked to the front and when I think about it now I am sure the Holy Spirit did all that I mean you just don't walk to the to an altar call unless you know where you are going, what you are doing, and I did without knowing any of that. And coming back from there after the, the pastor praying for me, I saw these four ladies sitting, and when I saw those four ladies, I'm sure that it is the Holy Spirit which did all that. And that's what really made me come into the faith. This experience changed my mom forever. But God wasn't done working in our family. The experience changed my dad too. His whole life, my dad had been a self-made man who never looked outside of himself for anything. But now, he was at the end of his rope, stretched to the limits by financial and personal crises. I was carrying so much stress in my life due to financial um, and uh, personal problems uh, and uh, I didn't know where to approach to solve this problem, who to approach. So um, I, because of this stress, I used to walk around in the night and uh, um, spend a lot of time in the bedroom thinking what to do. One morning, God talked to me directly and asked me to go to a Pentecost church and uh, I attended the church and re really it uh, it was a relief for me then I started to attend the church regularly and start to, started to have a Bible class at my home. God was changing him and redirecting his purpose in life. He began to trust God with his personal struggles and found joy in spreading this gospel to as many people as he could. We got into a Christ-centered life, mainly. We spent more time for uh, gospel work and attending the church, conducting Bible classes, personal evangelism, mm -hmm. same time uh, helping others, uh, talking about Jesus to others and uh, um, try to bring as many people as I can to Christ. That was my priority in my life, actually. Actually, that is still my priority in life. My mom saw the difference too. 
how he came into faith, he was a strong businessman for worldly things. He would give his life to anybody, but not for Christ. It's for worldly pressure or for show of sort of stuff. He would share anything and everything he had with no problem, but not that with the Christ's love. But after we became believers, our life changed. Then whatever we do, it's for Christ. It's the love of Christ which made us do things differently than what we were doing before. It's safe to say that they took Christ's command of sharing the gospel to as many people they could very seriously. In 1998, that's just two years after they got saved, my dad organized four nights for Reinhard Bonke to come to India. The world-famous evangelist shared the gospel to 150,000 people each night for four nights in a row. And it was it was something you know uh, uh, very big, and uh, I was surprised that I could do right. such a uh, big program right. because uh, I'm not a preacher. I st still don't pray in public, mm -hmm. so to God to use me, right. such a big work, right. I was am amazed, right. because that's encouraged me a lot. Coming to Christ doesn't mean your life is suddenly trouble-free. Many people assume that when you meet Christ and you spend your life doing His work, you won't have any problems. But Dad would tell you otherwise. He went straight from the mountaintop experience of the crusade into a hospital bed. A routine back surgery turned into a nine-month nightmare. Immediately after the crusade, Dad became sick and he was admitted to the hospital. And the doctor told me that he will be fine. He's a healthy man, needs an operation on his disc, but he will be home in four days ended up in nine months. The botched surgery led to an infection in the spine and brain, which left my dad on the verge of death. It was a dark valley experience for my family, a reminder that the Christian life is indeed a walk of faith. And the doctor told me that he won't make it overnight. Not just overnight, he said, he doesn't have much longer to live. Maybe by the time we get out of this room, he might be gone. The Holy Spirit kept on telling me, don't be scared, don't be scared. I am with you. Sitting in that doctor's office and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, my mom walked to the waiting room to see it packed with believers praying fervently for us. Our baby Christian family was being supported by a community of believers around the world, galvanized to fast and pray for my dad's healing. Three days later, my dad was released from the ICU to the hospital room to begin his road to recovery. There was still a long way to go. Even three months later, he was unable to walk, and the doctors had given up hope. But God answered our prayer by sending us a complete stranger. He and his church family in the Persian Gulf had been fasting and praying for my dad for 40 days. Our family's faith 
was about to be taken to a whole new level. Couldn't even think. But uh, uh, somewhere or other I, have a, I had an inner feeling that God is going to use me again. I was upset a little bit, but it didn't affect me. He, he said, you know, um, okay, I, I was like praying for 21 days and on 19th day God talked to me to mm-hmm. come and pray for you. So, can I pray? I said, you go ahead. God talked to you. I pray. believe. Yeah. I you pray. As soon as he prayed, I said, I want to get up. As soon as he finished praying, I said, I want to get up. And then uh, my, uh, with the help of the mummy and the pastor, I got up, walked around in the room a couple of times. We were overjoyed. Dad was walking again after nine months. He was soon out of the hospital, but the troubles weren't over. This was a season of our lives when it seemed everything was hitting us all at once. Dad being sick for so long meant my parents faced financial ruin, lost relationships, and went through a period of heavy emotional turmoil. Through it all, they were sustained by their relationship with Jesus and picking up the Bible. I asked my parents to share their favorite verses from the Bible. Listen to what they said. The favorite verse is, is Isaiah 43, 1-5. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Yes, yeah. Why is that your favorite verse, Dad? Actually, that by coming to Christ, your problems are not removed from your life. It will be there. But God will protect you from everything. Even if you go to like water and fire is difficulties in life. If you go through water, if you know how to swim, you may be free. You'll get out. But once you go through fire, like a, a, a problems equivalent to fire, you, even if it is like that, God is there to help you out. God will be there to protect you with whatever your problem may be. Right. That I actually we have experienced that. Right. Preserve you till the end. If someone who doesn't know Christ is listening to this podcast today, what is something you would want to tell them? What is something you would want them to know? My main advice will be if you are not a child of Christ without any failure without any delay, not even a moment delay, you should become a child of God because your destiny is very important. Death is always possible. Anytime it is possible. Once you die, you have no choice. Mom, what is one of your favorite Bible verses? I would say uh, Psalm 23. 
Psalm 23 is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why, why is that? Why? Yeah, why is it's that one? Because my experience in life since I came into faith, that's what my life is all about. In order to get saved, you have to follow Jesus Christ. That's why He sent His Holy Son to the world, and He lived here as an example to us, and then He was crucified, and He's going to come back to take us and at the time to go with him we had to prepare ourselves because there is only two things after death either hell or heaven so to get into heaven you have to follow jesus christ and to follow jesus christ follow the bible and to follow the bible there is nothing else you need that book tells us everything and I would tell anyone, everyone, to study the Bible and practice that. That's all I have to tell anyone. That's good advice, Mom. The Word of God helps us through any and every experience. The Word of God infuses us with hope, purpose, and assurance in the face of adversity. And as Mom says in this final word, we're never alone. And I always feel and I tell whoever I come across that when I get a chance that there is nothing that God cannot do and He's the only one. Uh, When you are in need, when you are in tears, when you are in distress, when you are lonely, when you, you know, it doesn't matter. He is the only one. Don't think about yesterday. That's all over. But think about today, think about your eternity. And that made me strong. And yeah, he is there for anything, everything. And I strongly believe, and that keeps me going. The Christian walk is never easy. My parents testify to this. Having walked the first half of their lives without God, they met Jesus to find eternal friendship, salvation, and restoration. With this testimonial series, I hope you hear the voices of people who sought God and found Him even in their darkest moments. How a relationship with Christ and the Word of God carried each one of them through. The believer's great gift is a promise that Jesus is always by our side. This has been a testimony episode from the Pick Up Your Bible podcast with Cynthia Papamani. If you'd like to hear Cynthia's dad, Paul's testimony, you can find the link in the show notes. Remember that you can always email Cynthia at Cynthia at PickUpYourBible.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.